Hello and welcome to Sporte. As always, I'm your host, Tay, who puts the Tay in Sporte. Today, I'm joined in the studio with Footscray Bulldog, Anthony Scott, where we discuss the act of balancing a career whilst playing sport. Anthony Scott joined the Footscray Bulldogs this year after being named runner-up in the 2018 BAFA Best and Fairest Count. This year, he had another sensational season and has been selected in the 2019 VFL Team of the Year. So, Scotty, thank you so much for coming into the studio today. Like, it means the world to us. But before we get started, can you tell us three facts about yourself that we probably don't know? Uh, I run my own watch company called The Wolf. I work full-time at the moment for Telstra in finance, and I actually also speak German. You speak fluent German? Yeah, Taylor, wie geht's? <laughs> Bien. <laughs> well, can you give us a sentence? Hello, ich heiße Anthony. Hello? That, that sounds like an English word. Uh, H-A-L-L-O. A little bit different. <laughs> so you've had an incredible season. How do you feel after being selected in the 2019 VFL Team of the Year? Like, what does it mean for you? It was a nice accolade to receive. Unfortunately, the team didn't go too far this season in the finals. We finished second, so probably would have preferred some finals success over personal success, but it's always nice to be recognised for having a pretty good year. You were saying you had an injury and you didn't get to play in the final? Yeah, I unfortunately did my hamstring in the last round of the season. The sniper was out in the grandstands, I think, and he, he got me in the last quarter, unfortunately. So I missed our two finals and I was actually ready and primed to come back for the prelim, but we bowed out in the semi-final, unfortunately. What was it like just sitting on the sidelines, like watching the boys play without you? Uh, it was pretty tough to watch, especially when you're losing. We didn't play great footy either which was a bit unfortunate. Um, So, yeah, really not that easy to watch. So you're now 24 years old. As you said, you're absolutely killing it in the business world as well as killing it in your football career. But do you hope to one day be recruited to an AFL side? Yeah, so the dream for me, still alive to make it to the AFL. I thought it was probably gone at the end of 2017. So I actually had three years playing VFL with the Richmond Football Club and that didn't really go how I would have hoped. So I stepped away from VFL for a year and just played amateur footy like you mentioned in the intro in the VAFA. Had a pretty good year there and then decided to give VFL another crack this year and that was always with the hope that I could go to the to the next level and was happy with my season. So I think the window's still open. You've obviously just got to impress the right people. So I'm hopeful that I, I can still get there, but we'll wait and see. So what keeps you motivated? I absolutely love playing football. So the possibility of doing that as a full-time job would be amazing. So I think it's that combination of enjoying what you do and then being able to do that as, as a job. Over the last two years, a few AFL clubs have shown interest in you. Back in 2018, you had St Kilda and the Western Bulldogs. Dogs. What's the update now? Have you been speaking to any list managers? I'm not sure if you're allowed to tell me or not, but um, yep. <laughs> yeah, no, I can I can tell you. There's not a heap to tell, unfortunately. Um, I've been in contact with the Bulldogs on and off throughout the year. I've spoken to the list manager at the Bulldogs. Uh, list managers, as I've heard, generally keep their cards pretty close to their chest so they don't give you a heap. But all the feedback I've received internally from the Bulldogs has been really positive and I feel like I've put my best foot forward so it's probably up to them now as to whether they want me. I've, I've shown them what I'm capable of and I believe that I'm good enough to play it at the AFL level. It's just up to them really. Talking about the Footscray Bulldogs, there's been a lot of success stories on their VFL side. For example, we had Will Hayes in the studio, I think it was last week or the week before, and he's just one of the many success stories of the Footscray Bulldogs. He was drafted last year in the NAB AFL draft. Is this one of the reasons 
why you decided to move to the Footscray Bulldogs? Yeah, definitely. Hazy Ripperfell listened to that interview, did very well. Yeah, he's definitely one of the reasons that I chose the Bulldogs to go to. There are a few state league clubs that asked me to come down and be with them for this season. I think for the last five years, the Bulldogs have actually had a player drafted from their VFL list each one of those years. So that was another reason. Bill Gowers as well, who's been on the show, he was drafted the year before. So I, I knew going to the Bulldogs that they do look at their VFL side and do reward good football from there. So that was one of the motivating factors for me, for sure. What have you found that's been the difference with, obviously, the Footscray Bulldogs compared to Richmond? I think it's just the opportunity that I've been given. So Richmond facilities are awesome. Coaching staff, fantastic. It's an AFL-aligned VFL club, so you get to experience all the stuff virtually that the AFL boys do. The squad's very similar, good bunch of blokes, but I think... Going to the Bulldogs and it was something that I voiced before I got there was how badly I wanted to play positions where I played good footy at uh, VAFA level or even during school footy in under-18s. And I didn't quite get that chance at Richmond. Uh, Footscray said that they could and I was given that opportunity and ended up having quite a good season, so I'm happy with the decision. So how do you think your footy has changed being part of the Footscray Bulldogs? Oh, I've learned a lot about playing different positions on the ground. So uh, at Richmond I was basically just a half forward flanker. This year for the Bulldogs, I started off half back, spent some time on the wing, went forward for a bit and also spent time in the midfield. I learned about playing footy in different positions at that level. The game's obviously a lot quicker at VFL level compared to your VAFA standard, but I really, really learned a lot being able to play all over the ground. I also got opportunity in the leadership group, which was good for my development too. As you said, you previously played for Richmond's VFL side for three seasons. And during those three seasons, the Tigers had a very small injury list. Given they've had a huge injury list this year, do you have any regrets moving to the Footscray Bulldogs? Like, to be honest, it's kind of poor timing when you look at it. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's very much like that in the VFL, especially when you're at an AFL line club that you're kind of dictated to by what's going on at AFL level. And it can be good and bad. Like I mentioned earlier, you've got the opportunity to train in the same facilities and be coached by a lot of the same coaches as the AFL boys but unfortunately if they're fit then you don't get a game and yeah there are a couple of years at Richmond there where I think we had maybe two or three VFL listed guys actually playing for about two months straight. I do always watch the AFL injury list at Richmond and think geez if I was still there that maybe I'd be playing this week and would have got a bit more of a chance but you don't probably don't go down to a football club hoping that there's injuries and you should really be backing in your own ability to get a game. And there was even stages throughout the year with the Bulldogs this year where the AFL list was very fit and we only had maybe five or six VFL guys playing. So similar to the setup at Richmond and I was still able to get a game and that was off the back of just backing my ability and that I'm good enough to be there and deserve to be there. You then faced Richmond in early July and defeated them, well, you defeated them 109-51. to You booted a game-high four goals and that was the highest you've done in a game. What was that like, playing your old side and really stepping up? Yeah, that was satisfying. It's always good to beat the old mob. There's still a lot of boys there that I was quite friendly with back when I was at Richmond, but, yeah, very satisfying to get on top of them and to play well. Were you nervous going into the game? Because did you feel like you had to prove to them that you were out there for a reason? Uh, a little bit. I knew that there were a few boys that were still playing, but it was more so I just wanted to play good footy. Didn't feel too nervous. Yeah, it was probably just more motivated to do well. You also, as you said, work full-time for Telstra. You've started your own successful watch company called The Wolf Time Pieces. So what percentage of time and energy is spent on your sport compared to your career? I've got to be careful here because 
my employer might listen to this. <laughs> um, so I, I still do the nine to five hours at Telstra. Start a bit earlier, maybe 8.30 to 4.30 when I've got footy. And then they're really accommodating at Telstra that they let me leave a bit earlier on training nights to actually get to training on time. I don't know how I would go if I had to stay back at work a bit later, but I think with how accommodating Telstra are, it gives me a really good balance. So I've never found that I couldn't get to training on time. So I do appreciate the opportunity they give me to leave early. How do you fit everything in? Like your social life, obviously your work life, and then also trying to make it professionally in football. Yeah, it can be tough, especially during pre-season when you're getting home at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock and then you're up again very early the next morning to go to work. I think it's just realizing why you're doing what you're doing so work is career professional development it's what I studied at uni finance and I'm now doing that in the workforce and then footy you get to run around you're healthy you're fit you get to do something I really enjoy so I think the the two intertwine really nicely I'm sitting down most of the day at work as well so there's that want to get outside run around muck around with your mates and kick a footy and if that means that your day ends up finishing 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, well, so be it. I mean, what else would I rather be doing in the afternoon than playing footy anyway? It's more like a passion. Yeah, it's. I think that they, the two work really well together because, like I said, you're sitting around all day at work and then you get to run around in the afternoon. You did say your dream was to be an AFL player. Do you think it's a disadvantage that you have to work full-time as well and not fully focus on your footy career? I would say it's actually an advantage and I can say it's because I've experienced VFL football when you've got a lot of free time. So when I was at Richmond, I was still studying and I, I'd have some afternoons off from study. I just wouldn't go into uni, just watch the lectures online as everyone does. But then as the time to go to training would roll around, you almost find it hard to get motivated to actually get up off the couch at home, get in the car and drive to training. I find it a lot easier now, like I mentioned earlier with work that you're once it gets kind of after lunch, you're ready to go and you want to go get off to footy training and actually move around. So if you'd asked me this 12 months ago, I probably would have seen it as a concern, the fact that I am working full time and how, how am I going to be focused and get out to footy training after a long day's work? But yeah, I actually find it easier and I would recommend that if anyone is humming and ahhing about whether they can do full time work and still play VFL footy, which is the, the highest standard you can play before AFL, I'd say that the full time work would, shouldn't and wouldn't hold you back. Do you think that you've now been playing better footy because you've got your routine down in packed? Yeah, I would say so for sure. Even like eating habits. So if I'm buying lunch at work most days, which I am because can't be bothered. It's easier. Who can be bothered meal prepping, right? Exactly. And as soon as you get home from training after a long day, the last thing you want to do is cook, eh? Yeah, well, it helps when you live at home and mum looks after you. So I, I don't do a lot of cooking. Don't know if I would be a good cook. I've never really, really tried it. <laughs> but Thanks, let's talk about your watch company, The Wolf Timepieces. How did that start? Yeah, so that was just me bored one summer's afternoon, I reckon, uh, was it four years ago now? And I just literally just Google searched how to start your own watch company. No, you didn't. I did. Google? <laughs> I don't, don't want to give away too many secrets, but yeah, basically anyone can do it. And just source. it wasn't that easy, but I sourced manufacturers from overseas and just got in, in contact with a few started talking with a mate from school, Dan Speak, who's my business partner now, and he had similar passion to me in the watch industry. We took inspiration from a lot of existing watch designs that we liked, and then we refined a product, and we went to the manufacturer with something we really wanted. Unfortunately, being uni students, we didn't have a lot of capital to invest into the business, and a lot of uh, manufacturers will ask you to make big order quantities up front. So we actually had to do a capital raising or crowdfunding on Kickstarter where we raised 
close to $15,000 in, in a month wow. to fund our first order of watches. And then after that, we're away. So that process from having the idea to getting it done was probably about an 11, 12-month process. So there was a lot of work that went into it. But it, it literally just started from Scratch. a Google search. A yeah. Google that, search. Yeah, there's so much opportunity to do things like that these days. How's it growing in the years? Because how long have you been doing it now for? So this will be its fourth year. We started like a house on fire, but the industry is very saturated, so it's, it's a hard market to break into. And you've got to invest a lot of money into marketing. So we're actually probably not going to stock any more watches going forward. We won't do any reorders, but we're going to move into the menswear industry. So we're expanding the business, I guess you could say, doing men's tailored suits, shoes, potentially sunglasses and things like that. So the business is kind of moving laterally into a different area. I'm just really, like, I don't know, I just am gobsmacked. How do you find the time to start up a company plus play competitive football? I think you just get in a groove where you constantly want to be doing something. So I, like, if I'm just sitting at home on the weekend, I feel I get really agitated if I'm not actually doing anything constructive. Even if I'm sitting on the couch, I'm constantly talking to manufacturers, refining product, looking at websites, marketing stuff, and even though that's pretty time-consuming and that's probably the hours when I'm at home, I'm doing all that, it doesn't really bother me that is there something else I could be doing? I don't even really consider it. It's, it probably consumes almost every hour of my day, footy work and then my hobby being the wolf, but I'm in the groove now and love so it. So do you hope to one day be recruited to an AFL side and then run your watch company, the wolf, on the side? Yeah, uh, as you might have seen, there's a lot of opportunity for AFL players because they have a fair bit of free time and a bit of income to, to throw around, that they do start their own clothing lines. For example, Clutch & Co, I'll give, give them a shout-out. Um, Dom Tyson's business, Dom, who plays for North Melbourne now, he he's an example of an, of an AFL footballer that can also have a side hustle, that being a men's golf and casual wear business. So I think, yeah, the, the dream would be playing football and then filtering a bit of that income into the wolf and growing it from there. So what advice do you have for people wanting to play sport whilst working full-time? Uh, as long as your employer can accommodate it. So obviously you put them first, but if there's time to do both, you should definitely go for it. And if you've got a little bit of ability as well, take footy for example, and you've got an opportunity to play football at the highest level you can, you may as well just go for it. It might seem a little bit daunting that you're going to have long days or whatever, but at the end of the day, it's really rewarding. And worst case, you just get really fit and feel pretty good about yourself. But yeah, I highly recommend doing it. I've actually brought a present in for you this evening, Taylor. Um, I'm excited. I do our, love presents. This is our Arctic timepiece. From the wolf. From the wolf, yeah. Well, so I think aren't you, we you can give lucky? give one away to one of your lucky fans. Wow, can you tell us a little bit about the Arctic and how it was created? Yeah, you want to know the components? Well, the name, let's start with the name. It's called the Arctic because each of our timepieces is named after a species of wolf. Wow. Pretty cool, hey? And it is navy blue. I just assumed you called it the Arctic because of the navy blue appearance. Well, it's actually got a white face. So the bands are interchangeable. So you could be operating with a black, peach, any colour band as well, which is another handy part of the watch. It's got sapphire crystal glass, stainless steel case, Swiss movement. Can't really go wrong. <laughs> I want it for myself, but everyone there who's yeah, been listening, <laughs> full price for me, Scotty. But for those who are listening, please keep up to date with our Instagram and we'll be posting more details on how you can win this amazing and beautiful watch from The Wolf. All right, now we're moving on to the fun bit. Ask the Athlete, and this segment we allow our Instagram fans to actually have the opportunity 
to ask you the question. However, before we get started and go into those questions, there's a rumour mill. <laughs> it's been in overdrive, <laughs> firstly. Is this how many buttons run down on the weekend? <laughs> We're coming on to that. But word on the street is that you deliberately go out of your way to go to Luke Beveridge's favourite cafe in the hope of one day bumping into him. Confirm <laughs> or deny. Uh, well, I don't know what his favourite cafe is, so... There's your answer. <laughs> All right, that, that rumour has solidly been denied. <laughs> Another lead Sportsy.pod has received is, you have a good chance of winning the team's best and fairest, and apparently Gia, who's your coach, has already organised to Uber home with you <laughs> two weeks in advance. Confirm or deny? Um, I don't know if I'll win the BNF. It would be very nice if I did. I think I'm a Following a, in a Will Hayes' chance. footsteps. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. He won a BNF and then got drafted, so hopefully. Um, and the Uber, I think the Uber's already been booked in advance, but it might have been a DD, actually. They've got good vouchers <laughs> do, on those. Do you live close or well, are you just more like friends? We here in, in studio. What was that, sorry? Do you guys live close or? We do. Um, very close. Too close, you might say. Uh, well, the rumour mill has definitely gone overdrive with those things, but let's move on to Ask the Athlete. Instagrammer Lily Mulcahy wants to know, what is your night before game day routine? Um, don't really have one. I probably used to emphasise the importance of this uh, when I was a bit younger. and I'd always want to be having carbs, pasta, do everything by the book but I don't think it really matters it's really whatever gets you into the, the right mindset so sometimes I'm having like half a block of chocolate these days because it's not really going to affect you too much you've done all the work leading up to the game so I wouldn't say anything just not a million beers you're not yeah, a million that, beers yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe six or seven no <laughs> no beers well Instagrammer Alex Fagardi asked I've heard you're known for always having your top off at parties <laughs> can you confirm uh, against my will I think um, <laughs> no, not that I can remember, but I know that's He's obviously not been that much. present at a few parties yeah, of yours. Not that I can remember, but it doesn't mean it didn't happen. <laughs> Instagram is Sam Holloway, Hugh Tyson, and Keezy asked, Who is better looking, you or Gia? <laughs> uh, there's a bit of an age difference. The fossil, as he likes to be called, uh, he's a little bit older than I am. So I would hope that when I'm his age, don't know what he looked like when he was my age, but when I'm his age, if I'm even half as good-looking as he is, then I'll be happy. They then went on to ask, who has better hair, you or Gia? Uh, well, he's got the he's the silver fox, so he's got the grey grey locks, and he rocks them pretty well. So I reckon he's he's got me covered in that area, unfortunately. They then went on to ask, do you consider yourself a more inside or outside player? Were they asking these questions like at the same time? No, it was kind of well, more like a message, and they all said it was from them. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I had to give them all. I don't know these guys, but they seem they sound really weird. <laughs> I had to give them all a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um, inside or outside player? Um, if you asked anyone, they'd probably say outside. But I think I'm more of an inside player <clears throat> that uses that leverages off that the inside game to then get your outside game going. I think whenever I've come into a game thinking I'm going to be a wingman or a halfback that gets outside footy, you kind of just float in and out of the game. You don't actually have much of an impact. It's when you go get the footy yourself that things end up working out well during the game. Thanks so much, Scotty, for coming in today. We really appreciate it, especially fitting us in your busy schedule with football, running the wolf, and also work, working full-time at Telstra. We are very excited to see where your football career goes, but also where your business and your working career goes as well. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks for having me in. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sport Hey. We'll be back next week with more.